right, everybody. Welcome to Podcast 11, where today we're going to talk about energy systems used uh, not only for everyday life, but in specific for your fitness endeavors. So first, let's talk about um, the foundation behind all of this. And the foundation is ATP. It's a compound called adenosine triphosphate. It's an organic compound. Um, and it provides energy that drives many processes in living cells, such as muscle contraction, nerve impulse propagation, condensate dissolution, and chemical syntheses. It's, formed in all, it's found in all forms of life, and ATP is often referred to as the, uh, the energy currency of the body. All right. Now, in, in metabolic processes, it's typically consumed and broken down to ADP or adenosine diphosphate, di meaning two, or adenosine monophosphate, AMP, mono meaning one. And uh, essentially, as you remove a phosphate, um, you you get energy out of that process. All right. Now, from the triphosphate, the removal of one phosphate yields the most energy you remove two phosphates so you go from adp to amp um, the second phosphate removal leads to, to less energy and then so forth so essentially you want to make sure that what the body tries to do is that if you really have a high energy consumption process atp is the compound you really want uh, prevalent uh, in the body um, essentially the body regenerates atp uh, through multiple processes and the body actually recycles its own body weight equivalent of ATP each day. And so when you break down ATP to ADP, there are processes in the body that will convert that ADP back up to ATP. Um, and one of the ways this is done, so the first of our major energy pathways we're going to talk about today is the ATP phosphocreatine pathway. So this is an anaerobic process in which essentially creatine the compound creatine picks up a phosphate molecule to create phosphocreatine and it donates that phosphate to an ADP to convert it to ATP so you can see the importance of creatine supplementation here um, because your body naturally makes creatine you get it through you can also even get it through meats as well but that amount of creatine that you're getting through diet is typically enough to sustain you know normal bodily no normal body functions everyday life but when you start exercising going above and beyond that your body needs more of that creatine to actually do this process and so that's why supplement with creatine is not only probably the foundational supplement for anybody anybody's lifting is probably taking creatine um not only one because it's well studied uh there's no adverse effects essentially um, you have different forms to account for any type of issues you may have, um, whether you do monohydrate, hydrochloride, ethyl ester, buffer, micronized, etc. Um, but it's a naturally occurring molecule, so you're not ingesting a foreign sus substance in a sense. Um, you're just assisting your body in making more ATP to facilitate um, energy production for the you know what you need for your lips. Now, this process is typically for your your short. Um, short duration um, exercise so short sprints uh, if you're doing max lift so maybe one rep max up to three rep max lifting um, uh, 
at, at, at this uh, short duration, uh, this pathway is going to be your primary fuel source. And so ideally what we can conclude is that if you are going to be working in this type of work sprints, um, three rep max. I would say sprints are probably going to be your sprinters. Your three, your three rep max lifters are probably going to be your power lifters. Um, at, at a minimum, you want to be at caloric maintenance, and you can do a, a surplus, um, you know, if you want to, which ain't bad. Um, now, when it comes to your macros, your carbs and your fats are going to be largely dependent upon the individual, because again, at, at this short duration of exercise you're not using fats or carbohydrates as an energy source so that composition is necessarily important again that's probably more for um again the individual um if you're diabetic you probably don't want to go high carbs right um if you do fats you want to make sure they're healthy fats um so short short burst short range stuff we're going to get into your ATP fossil creatine, which is an anaerobic process, meaning typically you're not going to be, you're not using your oxygen consumption in a sense um, for oxidation, right? This is happening whether you breathe or not. Your second one is going to be the glycolytic cycle. So I talked about this in the podcast about carbohydrates, um, in which um, in the glycolytic or glycolysis TCA cycle, Krebs cycle, whatever you want to call it. Um, your, your glucose is broken down um, to create ATP in a sense. This process is anaerobic as well. Um, now, this energy pathway is typically for your moderate um, exercises. So if you do traditional strength training, so if you're not powerlifting, but let's say, you know, you just say, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to train, lift a few weights, maybe an hour. This is going to be your primary um, energy pathway. If you're doing CrossFit, if you're sprinting longer distances, 400, 800s, um, for going back to traditional strength training, if you look at rep ranges, um, your ATP fossil creatine is going to be your maybe your first three reps. Anything after that, I'll say maybe up to 20 reps, is, is going to be glycolytic in a sense. So, uh, again, glucose is your primary energy source here or in particular, we just say carbs are your primary energy source. Um, now, in regards to dieting and, and macros, at, at, at this at this point, in a set, in a sense, if you have accurate caloric intake, timing isn't necessarily important, right? So this is long, pretty much as long as you're consuming um, your your carb content based on your macros. As long as you're you consuming it throughout the day, you're going to be good. Now, if you're in a caloric deficit and you run and you want to make sure you maximize your performance, this is where time is important. Um, so for me, when I when I competed or when I was lifting, um, I was actually trying to get down in weight as well because I was uh, competing in 181. So I was in caloric deficit, but I when I did my training, obviously I still had to do, uh, you know, this type of training because even though I did powerlifting, so. ATP fossil creatine, you supplement your powerlifting training with some higher rep stuff. And one of the things that I was taught is that um, because I was in deficit to eat carbs before I go to the gym, at least an hour before I go, uh, so those carbs can go ahead and get in the body. And so I can pretty much consume those carbs doing these lifts. All right. So this is your moderate range stuff. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit later about um, cardio, but 
Yeah. This is this is where you see here is where you start seeing a lot of those intra workouts that have sugars in them. This is why Gatorade is such a big deal uh, because uh, Gatorade is pretty much mainly sugar, right? And so uh, if you playing a football game, basketball game, and you're pretty much going to be working in this pathway between here and the next one, uh, you need to, as you're consuming those carbs, you need to replenish them fast. And Gatorade has simple carbs, um, so they can be taken up very fast and replenished. Not only electrolytes, but also for muscles as well. The the carbs for the muscles. Our last one is the oxidative phosphorylation pathway. And this one is aerobic. So these are for our people that's doing um, long, slow, long runs. They could be slow distance runs, but they're long runs, um, long jogs. This could be our swimmers as well. Mainly your endurance sports here. And... This one's a little bit more complicated. So fats, in this one, fats are your primary energy source. And this is because if you remember, so if you remember about fats, fats have nine calories per gram. So they're the most energy dense of the macros. Um, but fats are broken down much slower than carbs. All right, so for your long distance runs, you don't need fast carbohydrate breakdown. To generate energy, right? So your body can switch to fat because, like, okay, I don't need it to be. I can. I need to generate energy, but it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to happen fast. And fats are good for that. It doesn't happen fast, and they're energy dense, right? So they're gonna give you pretty much the best bang for your buck. Now, there is something called an aerobic threshold, and it's really. Uh, it's this is one's heart rate dependent, and essentially, once you pass that threshold your body begins to switch to carbs because the heart rate is so high and your blood, that blood is flowing so fast, now it's gonna switch back to carbs because it needs that fast energy source. All right, and for those who ran long distances, the furthest I've ever ran has been six miles, but typically what you, what you notice is that in the middle of a run, you're running, for me, it always happened around the one mile mark, but it hits a point in the run where like, you just feel terrible. And then it happens mainly for like maybe like a minute or two. And then after that, you feel fine again. That point is that changeover between your body switching those energy sources. All right. Now, for our Ironman, people that run Ironmans and, and marathons, it's long distance. It's a, it's a slow and it's somewhat in a sense. But at some point, because of the, just the sheer raw distance of it, at some point you're gonna be you're gonna switch from fast to carbs. So, if you're an endurance athlete, this is where when you talk about your macros, um, your your fat content's important. All right, now if you typically what we see happening from the, the the lifter, the weightlifter side, you see fats are typically dropped because like, well, if I want to be low fat, let me drop the fats. But if you're an endurance athlete, this cannot be happening. Because you are going to have terrible performance if you say, I'm going to cut my fats. Yeah, it's going to be bad. So I would say for an endurance athlete, your macros here are, are very important. Because if you're going to go into an event knowing that you're going to use carbs and fat as an energy source, you need to plan your, your meals in which you have a good balance between the fats and the carbs to facilitate what you're going to do. Um, throughout that run or whatever. Now, another one that's quite interesting <clears throat> for our bodybuilders out there, um, you hear 
you when you hear a bodybuilder say I want to do cardio, it's completely different than you know uh, say a cross training athlete saying they're going to do cardio, right? You will notice that a bodybuilder you really don't see a bodybuilder do long distance runs. You don't see them doing hit. You really see them doing something called LIS, which is low intensity steady state cardio, and that is because if you remember what I said earlier. There's an aerobic threshold for where you go from fat as a primary source to carbs as a primary source. In LIS, what you're doing is you get on some like an elliptical, stair climber, bike, incline treadmill, and you're watching your heart rate. Because that aerobic threshold is based upon your heart rate. If you're, if for those who've been lifting for a while, um, some of those cardio machines, they'll have like a little chart on it that talk about where your heart rate should be at in order for cardio or for warm-up, for fat burn. That's that's that aerobic threshold that we're talking about here. (laughs) And so for a bodybuilder, when they're on those machines, they're watching that heart rate because they want to make sure they're in the zone for where their body is using fat as the primary source because if they're trying to get lean to get on stage, you want to bring the fat content on the body down. So that's what cardio is for them and that is why they do it like that and hopefully that makes sense um but again it's heart rate dependent so that's the thing to keep in mind and i wanted to do this before i got into meal planning for the next podcast because you know my personal opinion when it comes to meal planning yes you can meal plan for fat loss muscle gain but if you're competing you need the meal plan for what you're competing for. And there's a reason why you don't see, well, for the most part, when I did powerlifting, most of the powerlifters that I, I worked with, um, they're not shredded. There's a, well, Russell Ory, I didn't work with him, but he, no, he's a little bit different. But for the most part, most of your strong men, most of your powerlifters, like your world record record ones that, you know, have the record, like Ray Williams, right? He holds the world record for the squat. He ain't shredded at all. Now, if you're competing for that case, then your diet needs to reflect that. That's just what I believe, because your diet should be optimizing performance, right? It's not optimizing looks because he's not competing for looks. Um, and so when you think about these three pathways, whatever you're competing in, it's gonna, you're going to fall into one of these three energy systems, and your diet should reflect that. If you're going to be an endurance runner, your fats and carbs are very important. If you're just... If you're going to be someone that's um, doing traditional training, you can do traditional meal planning because you can work in uh, surplus or deficit. You just got to you know, do some timing things. You know, if you're going to be a sprinter or you're going to be a powerlifter, then, you know, your diet's going to be a little bit different. So I want to do this before that. So now when we get into meal planning, um, we can kind of talk about what it really is. And just to give you a preface of that podcast, one thing I really believe when it comes to meal planning Meal planning is not, it's simple. It, it should be simple to the client, but it should be complica- complicated to the person that's making it. For the client, it should be relatively simple as uh, calories in, calories out. So if the goal is to gain weight, lose weight, calories in, calories out, simple. Um, and then macros are, are, are quite simple as well. But one thing that I've seen on YouTube, Instagrammers, that are offering meal plans is they just give you uh, a random calorie number and go from there. 
If you get a meal plan from a person, they should ask height, weight, age, activity level, and your goal. And because when you ask those things, there's something called a BMR, a basal metabolic rate that's specific to a person based upon weight, age, activity level. And that number is going to give you what your your what is going to be considered your maintenance calories, calories to gain, calories to lose. You're not going to get that number unless you get you know you get those values from somebody. So keep that in mind. We're going to talk about that in the next in the next podcast for meal planning. So we finished our three macros: our protein, our fats, and our carbs, and we just finished our energy system. So now when we we go into making our meal plans. We know what our macros are. We know why they're important. But now we can make our meal plan for our specific goal. Because not everyone's trying to lose weight. Not everyone's trying to gain weight. Some people are actually competing. Powerlifting, marathons, triathlons, Ironmans. They need a specific meal plan for their type of training. And now that we just covered energy systems, you will understand what type of plan you're going to need. So I appreciate you all for sticking by. My plan in the future is to convert the the podcast that we have so far we'll throw them, we'll put them on youtube it'll, it'll still be an audio podcast on youtube but it'll you know it'll be consolidated there um and so yeah i appreciate you all for sticking with me if you got any questions that you want me to address on a podcast or research for you um you know you can shoot us an email the company email sales at modnutri.com m-o-d-n-u-t-r-i.com or you can dm us on instagram um, at modular nutrition and we, we can do research or answer any questions for you and we can i will present it to you so i appreciate you all for sticking with us today and see you on the next one